This week on the Young and Dumb Podcast, we have Eric from Cali. He began his journey shredding through skate parks and dominating the skateboard scene. After a small bump in the road, he has rebounded to chase his entrepreneurial dream. With the help of another skater like himself, they begin their own podcast and their own company called Avni, set to change the way people think and learn. So this week, we learn about Avni with Eric. Authentic. His story combines a history of ups and downs, and he isn't afraid to speak about it because he doesn't want others to make the same mistakes. Visionary. He has his vision of what the future will look like and how Avni is going to lead him to succeed in this world. Natural is not what he was in the business world. He had to get thrown around and beaten up a little bit, but in the end, he appreciates all the lessons that these moments gave to him. Instinct is his nature to build. Whether it was his beginnings of being a professional skateboarder, or now when he is working his way to growing Avni, he is always on the look for the next challenge to grow. This week, we learn about Avni with Eric. Welcome everyone to another incredible episode of the Young and Dumb Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Gary. We are up to episode number 56 as the year turns. We've just started our Get Your Grind Up New Year. We just hit our one year anniversary, super excited about that. And we're kicking off our brand new content with our newest guest from the Hidden Hills of Cali. Eric, say what's up to the people. What up, people? Glad to have you on board with us today, Eric. So, the young and dumb way, young and dumb fashion, we waste no time, get right into it. Let us know who you are and what you're doing right now. All right, my name is Eric Bork. I'm the co-founder of Avni Intelligence. We just launched our business about two months ago. Me and my boy, my childhood friend, Mikey Taylor, is also my co-founder and business partner, professional skateboarder. Um, He's now doing real estate. Avni is my full-time thing. Uh, I'm going all in on it, guys. That's awesome, man. So tell us how you and Mikey got together because we had him on earlier in the podcast. So let us in on that. So basically, Mikey, uh, when I met Mikey, I was a pro skateboarder and Mikey was like the little kid that wanted to be pro. (laughs) And I basically, it's funny. There's something, first of all, I was like, this kid's got it. I started calling companies saying, put this guy on. Now I'm not taking responsibility for his success, but just pointing out that I saw something in him from when I was like, you know, the pro and he was the kid Mm -hmm. and said, you know, there's something about this kid, but there was a little bit more to him than just being good at skateboarding. He's got a sharp mind. He's very smart. And, um, him and I have talked about business and how, and for years we've known each other. I think it's like 18 years now. Um, so we originally linked up in that and we've just, I was his team manager for a little while there. We've, we've just known each other forever. So it, it made sense when we were looking at what we're doing now, it made sense for both of us to partner up as opposed to doing, doing this ourselves. So tell me a little bit about um, what it's like to move on from your love of skateboarding. Cause I can tell that um, skateboarding was a big part of your life to go pro in anything. Really. Um, you must have a lot of passion um, and connection towards it. What's like, what's life like after that? So for me, it happened at a very young age and I mean, I was traveling the world doing what I loved and literally like, you know, Tokyo, just all over Europe. It was, it was amazing. And, um, I don't go, 
you know, I can, but I usually don't go into depth on, on, you know, to sum it up, I think what caused me to lose it was pride. I think there's a common thread of when people succeed, they start to think that, you know, they have the Midas touch. Anything they do basically turns the goal. And that's not true. And you see this from people, you know, the highest up of entrepreneurs to people like myself. I lost, I became a pro skateboarder and I thought I could do anything. I gave it up and I lost it. And it was a painful loss for me. I don't, you know, my, my girlfriend right now, love her to death. I don't have a girlfriend that got away, but skateboarding for me is kind of like the one that got away and it was totally my fault. So it hurt. It, it really hurt to lose it. Um, if I wouldn't have given it up, I think I could have had a, another 10 year run. Um, maybe even more, but yeah, it, it really hurt to give it up. But I do have to say, and I hate when people say, Oh, it was for the better because it wasn't necessarily for the better, but I, it did teach me a lot going through it. And I am very happy with where I am now, which is why I don't focus too much on the negative, but there's a lot of good lessons to that. Definitely. So can we go in depth on what are the lessons that you learned during that time? Because obviously when you switched over, it wasn't a direct like journey to success. It was a grind to get to where you are today. So let's dive into that. Yeah. And it's funny, dude, because me and Mikey always joke like, hey, if there's anybody who's like been through the shitter and like had the <laughs> word, like tell can tell the stories about being broke and and moving back in with their parents and it's me like i've done all that and um you know my level of success right now i basically figured out how to do it on my own i figured out how to how to live the independent entrepreneur lifestyle and it's amazing but the, basically the lesson that i learned in the middle the biggest lesson of them all is be a hundred percent true to yourself i did a couple things well a few things where it, I took the opportunity that there was an opportunity and I said, Oh, I can make money doing that. And it wasn't me. It wasn't true to me. And I know that there's so many people out there that this resonates with. You get stuck doing it. You get stuck doing something that you're not passionate about and it never gets easier. It never gets easier to separate from that. You just have to make the decision. And I was selling for my friend. He's still a good friend. Great friend gave me a job. I was selling basically to Dennis and it was brutal. I was good at it. I hated it. It was tough. It was some days I would break down and go home. People would yell at me and tell me to get out of their office. It was not fun. <laughs> and I basically one day I, I told my friend, I'm so grateful for, you know, you giving me the, the chance to do this. I can't do it anymore. I hate it. I hate it. It's not me. And I basically quit. And then the next day I went to, I'm fortunate enough because I was a pro skateboarder and, you know, I worked in the skateboard industry in a, in a corporate job for five years. I have a lot of uh, professional skateboarder friends. The next day I went to the skate park. I picked up a camera for the first time and said, I like doing this. I'm going to do it. And that's kind of how it started from there. So the let, the main lesson is if you're doing something that's not a hundred percent, you, you won't be able to push through doing it. Because when, when you get tested, when you have to, to, to push through, if it's 90% you, but there's a part of you that doesn't feel like it's all you, you're not going to push through. But when it's true to yourself, you will push through. That, that's the biggest lesson. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's, it makes it a lot easier to do anything that you do when your, your entire self is in it, involved, your, your soul, your passion about it. 
makes it a lot easier. And going with sales, I actually have a friend who's in sales right now, hates his job. Um, not the same thing with sales. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I've talked to a bunch of professors over the years and they say they're out of everyone that does sales, only 5% are truly natural born salesmen. And for everyone else, they're kind of just going along with it because it pays the bills. Um, and, but it's hard. I, I get it. I definitely understand that it's, it's hard, but with your transition, I've noticed, um, there's a lot of, um, resiliency, uh, a lot of perseverance. What other characteristics or traits do you, um, have you identified within yourself that allow, have allowed you to bounce back from your, um, your departure from skateboarding? So once I, once I made the decision, this is what I'm going to do. Um, from there, you kind of just th those things you're describing, they kind of just start coming out. Like I'm a really good networker. I, I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. I like being around people. So doing something like sales, I was all by myself all day, hated that. Right. So one thing that I'm good at, and I don't want to go into all of them, but just a couple to answer your question, I'm really good at being social and networking and Mikey's the same way. So we're like, two social people running around talking to people and that really works, right? The other one is uh, there was a point in in the painful part and it was almost, I think it was eight years of just like figuring it out where I basically said, you know what? I rely on other people. I want to be able to build my own brand. I want to know how to build my own website. I want to know how to make my own video. Um, I want to know how to set up a membership site. So my favorite podcast is called Mixergy. Uh, this guy, Andrew Warner, it's a tech podcast. He had this event. Tim Ferriss was going to be there. I'm like, I'm going. So I drove to San Francisco. I went there and there was a hundred people there. It was mellow. But I, I was like, will he talk to me? And he's a social person too. So he was like waiting and no one was talking to him. I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to him. So I walked up. I'm like, Hey dude, like I want to learn about tech stuff. <laughs> and he was like, this guy is so green. I knew nothing. And and after talking to him at that thing, I came home, I figured out how to build a WordPress website. I figured out how to install software so I could charge people money. I figured out how to make videos. I figured out how to do all that stuff so I could market myself and be in charge. It's kind of like Dr. Dre and Kanye. They can make their own beats. So they got to step up on everyone else, you know, and I wanted to have that advantage. So I knew how to brand myself. Definitely. And I feel like that speaks completely to our podcast name of being young and dumb, because I'm sure out of those hundred people that were attending, they were probably all overthinking, oh, do I go talk to this guy or should I actually go talk to this no guy? No one did it. Exactly. Yeah. No one did it. They <laughs> overthunk it. But see, you just got up to it. You ran up to the guy, you asked him a couple of questions and here you are today, right? It pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to it, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. Pretty much. Sure. <laughs> That's so that's awesome, man. But let's move on to let's see what you're doing today with Abney. What is going on? How did I get started? So I got to correct you. I'm sorry. It's Avni. Oh, <laughs> it, I get it. We get it all the time. It's all good. It's okay. it's AVNI, uh, AVNI Intelligence is our website, AVNI Intelligence, but it's Avni. And basically the way it got started is when I was a pro skateboarder, I, I've had this dream for, I don't know, 20 years of it, back then it was called ultimates. I wanted to create this place where people would go to like kind of become superhumans, like the Incredibles, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a kid show, but it's my favorite cartoon, right? right. They basically have these superpowers. Yeah. And so my theory is this, it's all about leverage, right? So if I could do one day of work and make $2 million, 
I can do whatever I want for the other 29, 30 days of the month. So I want to know how to do that in life. I want to know how to leverage my strengths so that I can get the maximum return and be able to spend my life how I want. And that was kind of the vision I had when I was a kid. I was all into Tony Robbins. I was into seven habits of highly effective people, Brian Tracy, and, high, and these are all old school ones, right? Mm -hmm. So I was all into those and I'm like, I'm going to create this place. It's like a resort where everyone could come and learn and become, uh, essentially, I was trying to create superhumans, which is like the exaggerated way of saying it, right? Yeah. And that, that's essentially the vision of Avni. So when I decided to figure out how to brand myself, I started learning all this stuff. And I realized that, hey, kids, like what you guys are doing, kids were not doing back then. And the funny thing is, is I would tell Mikey, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, this wave is coming. Like with the internet, kids are going to start learning how to make money. And our biggest kind of like, like question mark was, are kids really going to learn like how to make money on the internet? And at first we didn't think so. And then it started happening and we start seeing guys like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And we start seeing like Gary Vaynerchuk becomes cool, right? Yep, exactly. And you have Ty Lopez and what he's doing and it starts to happen. And I remember watching all that shit going like, hey, like that was my idea. And then it kind of <laughs> pissed me off. It was like, I wanted to do that first. So I'm going to start doing it. So I started doing it, right? And then Mikey was in his transition of he had just sold St. Archer. You know, he got he got the check from selling St. Archer beer, right? Mm -hmm. And he was getting hit up all the time like, hey, help me start my business. Help me start my business. And it, we were kind of both doing the same thing. And we're like, hey, let's do this together. So in short, it, this is my favorite way to put it. What our vision with Avni is like the scene in the Matrix when Trinity and Neo go up to the top and they need to fly the helicopter, they call in the matrix and say, upload the B-212. I need to know how to fly it. It goes directly to their brain. Boom, they fly away. So essentially, that's what we want to help people do. Like the seven years I spent figuring out how to build a website and how to charge people money for it. We want to teach people how to do that. And it's totally doable. I went from basically selling videos month to month to having a few clients that pay me really well and making over 10 grand a month that happened in a matter of a couple months, but it took me seven years of pain and being broke to figure that out. And that's, that's dope. And there's definitely a market out there. Like me personally, I'm one of those people who um, likes to learn and indulge in short periods of time and they use it right away. Um, take it up and, and run with this. So I think, I definitely think you're, you're onto something, with um avni is that right yeah avni, avni. <laughs> that's yeah that's it that's it <laughs> so tell me a little bit about where you want to see avni go so we know your business plan your ideas like what's set in stone for the future so we can possibly you know get our hands on her and get for involved. sure yeah so basically we launched the podcast about a month ago we were expecting to get two thousand downloads or i should say not downloads uniques and we got ten thousand so oh, 9.5, I don't want to overest over, you know, I don't want to exaggerate, but we got 9.5 uniques, 9.500. So almost 10,000 unique visitors um, on launch, which was way better than we thought. Uh, our episodes, at first I was worried. I looked at YouTube and didn't think we were doing good. Checked iTunes, we killed it. Like that's basically like where it, that, that was the launch a month ago. So we launched the podcast before the products. Because the products, the first ones are basically going to be 
about lifestyle and kind of like a gateway of figuring out what people want to do and taking an evaluation. And then from there, we're going to teach people, this is how you start your own marketing agency. And in my opinion, I'm going to throw this out there. This is my opinion. Having tried it all, that is the best way to step out and become an entrepreneur. You have a few clients that you like to work with. They pay you a monthly retainer and you're free. You check in with them, you upload to their social, you make videos for them, you do whatever they need done as far as tech tools and you essentially work from home and you, you have earned that independent lifestyle. It changed my life when I figured it out. When I finally broke the code, it, it totally changed my life. So as far as products, um, you can look for an introductory one in a few, probably like a couple months from now. It's just the, the podcast. Um, and the first one is going to be like an evaluation or basically figuring out what can I do and where do I want to go? Because we don't want to sell people that aren't a fit, right? We don't want someone to sign up. Oh, I'm going to, you know, go out and get clients when it's not for them. Back to the, the lesson of make sure it's you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, there's a few, I'll just, I'll just touch on that one for right now though. Basically I've figured out how to make over 10 grand a month with a few clients and I can easily teach anybody who wants and wants to do it and is dedicated how to do it. Well, so that's going to be the first one we'll say. Definitely. And so with that, a key topic that always comes up with us, especially when we're interviewing people um, around our age, is the way that the college system is set up. And oh how, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> and how and how it's kind of broken, right? So, with people like yourself who are offering these types of programs, do you feel like that that is how the school system is going to end up going towards? Because I'm sure yours is going to be cheaper than, let's say, going to a four-year university. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to throw this out there. There are some people that are very academic and they need structure and it's not like a weakness that they need it. It's that, you know, like if you watch any of the, uh, like if you watch like crime shows the, to be a police officer or to be a surgeon or to be any, you need structure, you need school. Um, and that's an important part of society. Tech tools and technology is changing everything. Um, there's a book that talked about basically the age of intelligence, right? So we had the hunter gatherer, then we went into the, the age of agriculture mm -hmm. and the, the farming age completely destroyed the productivity of the hunter gatherer. And then you went into the industrial age and you could make thousands of products and that completely overtook the, uh, the agriculture age, right? And then you had information where we're all sitting in cubicles. Now you have the age of intelligence. It is going to completely destroy the productivity of information because we're going to have artificial intelligence. We have these tech tools. Now, I don't think artificial intelligence is going to kill us and take over, but <laughs> you can't. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because Elon Musk says that there's a chance. It of might. There's it a might. chance. <laughs> and honestly, and I, did you guys, I don't, don't mean off. I actually watched this uh, movie on Netflix recently called Tao. Definitely think you guys should check it out about um ai is getting a little too uh, powerful so you know it's did out you there. see that facebook essentially made ai and it started talking to itself so that they couldn't understand did you guys know that yeah. it created its own language and they had to shut it down yeah <laughs> 
All that shit's real. That shit, <laughs> that, all because someone forgot to put it in one rule. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, anyways, oh, sorry. What was your question? I kind of got lost there. You were asking, um, uh, my bad. Oh, the school structure. Yeah, school, school structure. structure. Yeah. yeah. So the the amazing thing nowadays. I'm going to give you an analogy for it. This is my favorite analogy. So there's two guys, right? You you inject them with a poison, put them in put them in one in one room, one in another room. You give one a library and you tell them everything you need to cure yourself is in here. If you don't cure yourself in 24 hours, you're going to die. He has the whole library, all the the tools he needs, everything in this giant library with all these chemicals. Go. And then you put another guy in a room and you give him seven steps, a syringe, and that's it. Who's going to live? The guy in the library is dead because he's not a doctor. He doesn't know how to figure out the solution. He doesn't know how to mix it. He doesn't know how to diagnose himself. This guy in there, he just has what he needs. And to me, that's what technology is doing. So the school system is very structured. It's figured out yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest hangups in the school system is it's like when you come with an idea, it's like, well, you have to pay your dues and figure it out. That's not true anymore. Now, I don't want to say that because you, at your craft, you always have to master it. What you do in life, you always have to master it. But I can create an automated e email sequence. I don't have to be a master at email marketing because there's tech tools that do it for me. I can create a website. I can create a marketing system. I can do all those things with technology. So I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be certain professions that you need school for and then intelligence and the age of intelligence is going to absolutely annihilate because you're going to be able to get what you need and you're going to you're going to be like iron man you're going to be able to do anything very quickly whereas the school system's not going to catch up with it quick enough i think it's just it's just selection it's going to happen faster and i think a lot of school will become relevant it already is someone so can do what i'm doing without with a high school diploma. I mean, without that even. Okay. You don't need it. So let me propose a question for you then. Um, hypothetically, if I have a firm understanding on um, what uh, Avni is trying to do or Avni, mm -hmm. um, if someone is to, let's say people join your service and they all start to learn um, all the information that you have available to them. So how to build their own marketing agencies, um, mm -hmm. how to start their own businesses, things like that. And they start to become more of this. Uh, do you think they'd become more of what you were trying to avoid? So as um, a job as an entrepreneur is to kind of go away from the curve to start your own business, but by providing this same information to um, the same amount of people, does that become a little more saturated and we start to become um, a mass of people doing the same thing, all trying to break free, which in a sense, we're all coming together and being the same thing. Kind you know of thing there. Sorry, keep going. So is that yeah, no, do you, did you get that? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So this is what I would say to that. And it, it specifically reminds me of this, this, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was a really good point. They're like, someone says in the future, there's going to be no room for mediocrity. That's never true. There's always room for mediocrity. There's always going to be whatever it is, 60 to 80% of the population who basically doesn't, isn't motivated and doesn't figure it out. And that's not to, that's not necessarily to look down on people. That's just to say some people are built to be in a very academic structure, right? So there's always going to be space for, there's always going to be jobs 
I, I personally believe this. Now, I could be wrong, but I believe there will always be space for someone to say, well, I need someone to sit and put these sequences together. I'm going to pay them $60,000 a year to do it. And then there's going to be the people who actually go out and leverage these tools and live the lives that they want. Now, more people are going to be doing that, but I'm convinced that there's never going to be a revolution of everybody figures it out. What I think will happen though, and this is definitely already happening. Uh, if you guys ever walked around the campus of a tech company, it's psycho. <laughs> They're starting to really have to create these really cool environments. Like people don't want to work for boring companies anymore. No. They want like, like you walk around the Facebook campus, there's restaurants, everything's free. Like I went there as a guest, right? Everything's free. You walk into a restaurant, give me that, that, that. There's, there's shuttles, there's bikes, there's like lounges. It's fun. Like it's fun to work there. And so what I do think is that the people who, who do fit more into a systemic academic uh, job are going to end up working for companies where they've created more entrepreneur-like environments. Because not everybody, I'll tell you, even when you do break off on your own, it, it never becomes easier. Like you make your own money, right? But it never becomes like, oh, cool, I'm set. Like there's all, and not everybody's built for that. I don't mean that in a cocky way. I just mean some people really like structure. So I think that they'll work for better environments. And I think that there'll be more percentage of people who work for them for themselves than there was 10 years ago, you know? No, no, I definitely agree. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess my question's answered. I mean, I was kind of thinking about how that that work out, but seems like you all got it sorted. So definitely great. Uh, but we want to take this moment to transition a little bit into um, our next segment. And we're going to take your journey so far. So we're talking about back your, to your skateboarding days to all the way where you are now. Um, we're going to take that journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to a hundred percent, where do you feel like you are on your loading bar? Ooh, where do I feel like I'm okay. I need to understand that a little better. So as far as where I'm going or as far as like, I'm not sure I totally understand my journey as far as where I'm at right now. Yeah. So where you are I want to, go? Now, to where you want to go, whatever you believe your hundred percent is right now, where do you feel like you are on your journey? Uh, I'm like, 10, 20%. Okay. My, my goal is to be making 250,000 a year personal income and I'm not there yet. So and would you I, say that's your hundred or is that just a goal that you have set out for yourself? That's, that's like when I'm, that's when I can kind of take a breath financially. Um, and then there's the goals with the company. Um, there's milestones that we have set. And like I said, we just launched two months ago. So I don't think we'll really be, where we want to be for three years. But I mean, I love the process. I love everything we're doing. So it's not, to me, it's not a negative to say I'm at like 10, 20% because we're just getting started. And I will say that personally, I'm operating at 90, 100%. That's how I feel the, the energy and the passion. Uh, if we're talking about that, I'm operating 90 to 100% right now. I can definitely see that. Yeah. So what is 100% look like? What is Eric taking over the world then? As far as like me operating right now or when so like if everything, it? yeah, if everything fell correctly and then let's just say a hundred years from now, what would a hundred percent be like if you accomplished everything that you ever wanted to? 
I mean, dude, it's very, very clear for me. It's basically I own a resort. I live there and you can come to that resort and you can basically you walk in. It's like the matrix. You load up, boom, you go out, you have your life. It's like it's like it, it expediates the college experience becomes a matter of brain uploads. You go there, you do what you want. Now, that's that's like a I'm not being totally real, obviously. <laughs> there, like I'm kind of using an I'm definitely using analogy there. So let me be a little more practical. Operating 100%, I have a compound. It's funny because everybody's. It's always been my dream, but you have like Joe Rogan. He's got mm-hmm. his gym. He's got his sauna. He's got all. He's got his MMA pit. He's got everything right there, and then he's got his podcast studio. So it, it's a. It's basically a compound where the the purpose of this compound is to help people reach their potential and get the most out of their own life and we are effectively doing that um that's that's it in a nutshell i love it i love it man so now we get to move on to our favorite part which is the deep thinking question so okay. i'm ready i like these let's go all right so question number 1 um let's imagine 100 years from now it's your last day on earth and you've reached 100%. You've done everything you've ever wanted in life, but everything has disappeared. So your social uh, your social uh, media is gone. <laughs> your social security is gone too. Um, your businesses are gone. Everything is gone. But you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Um, okay, so it's all gone, but I can pick three things. I would basically want to be remembered for the work that I did. So I'd want to put that like in a little box, like this is it, boom. Um, and I actually think about that a lot. And then I'd want to be remembered for my my family and my wife, which I'm not married, my girlfriend, which I, I hope in 100 years we're married. <laughs> um, and then I guess, I don't know if this counts as a separate one, but I'd want to be remembered for like the good times that I had personally with the friends that uh, with the friends, I would say the people that I met along the way. So, I mean, the the fun, the first and the third are kind of the same thing because essentially that's what my work is. Is I I want to help people do what they want. So the the third one, I guess, would be more personal friends. Yeah, no, those I, would be the things I want to be remembered for. I respect that wholeheartedly. I mean, a, a part of us is our our friends. You know what I mean? It's it's what keeps us going. What makes us? It's our part of our identity. So. It's important to, to have those lasting memories and relationships. For sure. So as we transition into the second question, when we preface by saying this is one of the articles that was destroyed um, in 100 years, your autobiography. You take it, you open a look, uh, you open it after 100 years, and that first chapter is everything in your life up to right now. What is the title of that first chapter? Cinderella Man. Okay. All right. That's different. I like that. I, I like that. I, I, I had it all. Had it all. Lost it. And I'm I'm on the rise. Like it's going really good, you guys. It's going really good, but I'm just getting started. So you you got that glass slipper. Kind of. So you ever seen the movie Cinderella Man? <laughs> oh wait, actually I haven't. I've seen Cinderella. Yeah, it's it's a boxing movie, but oh, is it really? Basically, he's a pro boxer, gets knocked out, quits, starts fighting again wins that's the short story okay so all right i mean i had eight years where i lost everything i was broke bummed and just had to figure the shit out you know 
So it's, I can't say that I'm at the top of the world right now. You know, there's people that I'm sure like you've interviewed Mikey, he's already sold a company, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but I can say things are going really good right now. So I'm, if I'm just starting to fight again, you know? So the first part of it, I would say would be, that would be the title. I love it. So with your podcast that you just started, if you could pick three people that you'd like to collaborate with, who would they be and why? Okay. So anyone in the world, I could pick anyone. Yeah. Anyone dead or alive too. Elon Musk. Like he just, just a cool guy. Just has it. Like <laughs> I know he is the best and everybody knows him, but and it might be cliche, but it's not like you look like they just, you know, kids get right now, the kids, I hope this doesn't come out too much in the future, but you got kids trapped in a, in a cave in Thailand right now. He makes a submarine for him. You know, it's like, yeah, he doesn't even know if they're going to use it. He just, here's a submarine for kids. You can take them out. Like he just <laughs> solves everything. He's going to start his own news network. The news sucks. I'll go start one. You know, that's, so he would be the number one. And to be honest, like it would probably be Mikey who I'm already, does it have to be like someone I'm not collaborating with? No, no, no. Yeah. Because my, like the thing with Mikey is that there, when we, when we work, it's just like, we have this, this relationship that functions, right? We're, we're different, but it's like, we collaborate, we get stoked. And that's how it was skating. Like we'd be working on a trick, both him and I, it didn't come natural to us. So we had to try harder than, so me and him would be over in the corner. Like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to fall. We're going to fall. And then we're going to make it. So that's kind of like the foundation of mine and Mikey's friendship. Um, and then who else would I collaborate with? To be honest, I, I don't know because I'll, I'll think of someone right now. Um, let me come back to that. Okay. We can finish that off. So we'll, we'll go to the next question in the meantime. So question number four with the, um, with the service that you're planning to provide, what would be the first three lessons that you wanted to get out to people to, uh, uh to have access to? Lesson number one, make sure you know what your gift is in life. Because if you don't, you're going to waste your time. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, read the market. If you're trying to be a pro rollerblader right now, you are going to, and you're so passionate about it, you're going to be broke because there's no market for rollerblading. So read the market. And then step number three, I would say, is as simple as it sounds, make smart decisions right the first time. Figure out the system, figure out the software, figure out the employee. Let's, let's use that, employees. So if you get to the point where you're hiring people, hire the right people, hire the A players, hire the people that are going to get the job done because you will waste your time. It's just like not knowing yourself. If your employee doesn't know what they're doing, you're going to, they're going to, they're going to waste your time for you. Um, so hundred percent be yourself. Uh, sorry. I don't need to go through them again. Those are, the, those are them. <laughs> All right, man. I love it. I love it. So la before we ask our last question, where can they find you? Where they can, where can they find the podcast? Uh, podcast is at Avni intelligence. Now, if you search it on YouTube or iTunes, it's called the Avni AVNI interviews, the Avni interviews. But if you go to YouTube, just type in Avni intelligence and you'll see the first we're at number seven right now. So we got P rod on there. Um, I, I interviewed Mikey for one of them, uh, this week, Ben times 10. 
owns a marketing agency in Burbank. Um, we got we got some good ones. That's awesome. I love it. And do you have that last person for us as well? Um, that last person, you know, what's funny is, uh, I would say probably Grant Cardone just because, just because of his mental process. And the the reason I didn't say that when Mikey just met him and Mikey knows him. And so it's like, that would be like the dream one, but Mikey knows him. So I, I guess it's my dream too, is like the way he thinks, the way he approaches things. And to be honest, man, in this space of online learning and entrepreneurship, there's a lot of just like not genuine people and not to be negative, but there's a lot of people trying to sell you something that you can kind of tell is not authentic or not. It's fake. You can tell. And Grant, dude, I like him. Like I look at him. He seems like a genuine dude. Um, I like his message and I like how he thinks big. Yeah, he just seems like a real guy. Yeah. Totally. Just the way he speaks, the things that he says, the way he uses social media, everything. He just seems real. Yep. yep. All right. So, totally. Yeah. So our last question, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? A question that I wish that you asked me? Well, look, let me look at my notes. <laughs> um, I, so just so you guys know, and this is this, Hey, here's a lesson though, for people doing podcasts, you always need to be prepared. And me and Mikey talk about this cause he's doing a lot of podcasts right now. You always need to be prepared with your story just in case the conversation doesn't like, Hey man, sometimes like, and we find this with our guests. Like I'm sure you guys find this too. Sometimes Mikey really vibes with someone and I don't. And then sometimes I really vibe with someone and Mikey doesn't. Right. Yep. So you always need to be prepared with the conversation like where the conversation, you know, is going to go. Um, so I guess the, the one question that I wish you would have asked me, that's kind of a trick question. Cause there's a little bit of ego that plays into it. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what a, I wish you would have asked me. Um, I guess the one thing that we didn't touch on that, that I, uh, the, the experience that I had was I worked in corporate America. So, and the reason I bring this up is because I know we're talking to people mainly, not everybody, but who are trying to figure out what they want to do. You know, I worked a corporate job for five years. And while I was there during that time, I learned so many lessons watching this corporations, we, watching it grow and adjust. And um, the, I, we, I watched them go through really hard financial times try to raise money. I watched about 50 investors walk in and walk out and walk in and walk out and wow. they couldn't raise money mainly because they were spending money on my department, which was marketing and not seeing the return yet. But we read uh, good to great, the book, good to great during that time and implemented it into the whole culture. And that was, I would say kind of like, I never went to college. So for me, that was kind of like my college watching that organization and watching the pain that they went through trying to raise money and how they did it. And you know, it ended up that they, what I was doing there, which was I was managing the skateboard category. And it ended up that skateboarding was not a fit for them. And they let go of the whole category. And the funny thing is, the second that they did that, they started thriving. And they, they started making way, excuse me, way more money. And, um, I think the reason I say that's the question I would have asked is because I'm not a believer in everything has to be magical and hap happen for a reason. 
I am a believer in find the lesson in everything. And for me, that was the situation. And a lot of people find themselves in the situation where they're not stoked to be there. And I wasn't, I didn't like being a corporate slave, but I learned so much from that. So, uh, you know, I guess that would be it. Like when you are in those situations where you're not stoked, learn everything you can get out as soon as you can and start doing what's true to you. If that's the right thing. But while you're there, learn everything you can while you're in those situations. Because if I wouldn't have worked sales, the worst, most difficult job I've ever had, that, that taught me. I thought I knew how to sell before that. I didn't. <laughs> so learn when you're in those like shitty situations, learn from those and maximize it. That's what I would say. So you heard that here first, people learn from your mistakes. If you're, if you're in a situation that's not ideal, not doing what you want to do, take the time to learn from what you're doing um, and use it in your future. Get out, follow your heart, do what's true to you. You heard it here first from Eric. Eric, thank you. Yeah. The Get Your Grind Up community for coming onto the podcast, sharing your knowledge, breaking it down with us. Um, we'll have to get you and Mikey maybe do a duo or something like that yeah. or reconnect or something like that. But it's great to have you on. Um, thanks for taking the time out and, you know, talking with us, man. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm stoked to do it. Yep. Thank you for having me on. And, uh, I did, I plug Avni, uh, check out the Insta. That's what I'll plug Avni intelligence. Dope. So and, uh, yeah, let's, 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 uh, regroup in like a year or whenever it is, but mm -hmm. there'll be some good stuff. Most definitely. Well, that, we can't yeah. wait to review the whole journey of the past year or whenever it is we do reconnect. It'll be awesome talking to both you and Mikey. Yeah, man, for sure. We'll all have some some stories to share. But until then, if you want to learn a little more about Eric, hop on our website, getyourgrindup.com. Check out a little more about him. Or you can ha hop on to our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Get Show Grind Up. We will be back very soon with another episode starting the new year of Get Show Grind Up. We'll be back soon. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, Get Show Grind Up. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Yup. Yeah.